Hello and welcome to Vimy Air. This is episode number 20. My name is Sam Fix. I'm a teacher here at Vimy Ridge Academy. With me is Mr. Travis Rollheiser, inaccurately known as the most intimidating teacher at Vimy, Mr. Blair Faulkner, my teaching and life in general role model, and Miss Kathy Fenton, the MVP of Grad 2020. And welcome, Sam, Student Leadership Teacher of the Year. And circa, the, tight, yeah. the tightest haircut I've seen in yeah, 2010. So you still hold that like belt, Blair. don't you? So fast looking. What's the 2010 one? I missed that part. What, when, when was your uh, student, uh, student Leadership Teacher of the Year award from? Uh, what year? I'm bad with years. It was last year, wasn't it? No, I lost it last year. 2018. 2018, yeah. Wow, good for you. Unbelievable. Given Anyways, no episode one. episode 20. Who's yeah, your... Huh? How old is that? Oh. Isn't it? That's Literally. A lot of, I might be older. <laughs> <laughs> I might be older. <laughs> okay, guys. <laughs> you get it. That's, that's funny. Okay, I'll jump in on this right away then. Speaking of things that are old or not old or things that are coming back, I saw an ad that Motorola is bringing back a flip phone. No way. Whoa. The Motorola Razor flip phone. I think I had a Razor back in the day, to be honest with you. Yeah. Silver. And they're oh, bringing it back. Nah, it's oh, a yeah. one, Trav. Do you think it's going to be good? Is it a well, touchscreen probably. thing? But I loved flipping. I loved flipping a phone. I thought it was so fun. Like, huh. like especially when someone's calling, like, yeah. boom. And it's got I, like the big screen on it. Like, I wasn't a fan I of... I wasn't a fan of ever opening the phone, but it was like when you were done with something, you're trying to make a point and you snap it closed. <laughs> that was the best. <laughs> I had a little brick. I was the I, fastest T9 texture. Really? I was just about to say that I was the fastest T9 texture. So, well, you find a couple phones. I'll, I'll battle you. I'm, yeah. I, I, I'm willing to bet that probably 85% of the students listening have no idea what T9 is. No. Do you, want, you guys want to explain how that works? <laughs> Good point. I literally actually explained this to my class one time how like I was like you could look up and T9 text at the same time and you, oh, yeah. like my like, like your parents would be like how can you do that that's amazing you just like knew that the three button had to be pressed two times to get the letter that you wanted I don't know good Maybe instead of home that. yeah yeah <laughs> anyways let's move on <laughs> <laughs> dating no, exciting. let's see next year if there's any flip phones in the classrooms that'd be cool I had I had the slide one too at one point like with the keyboard like yeah, it those was are very on the phone. Oh, thank your pardon. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. <laughs> Kathy, I will jump in and, and support you. I had a I had a red and white slidey phone for a while. Yes. Think, like maybe grade thank 12, you, something like that. It wasn't it wasn't good. Didn't that one didn't <laughs> with last. your frosted tips, that phone would be perfect. No, the tip the tips are on like Puka 15 shells years are there too. <laughs> yeah, and Puka shells, yeah. yeah. Okay, okay. Funny guys. How old were you guys? <laughs> this is a real question. Um my daughters are young, so it's not really a thing right now, but at some point we need to talk about when do they get phones? When did you guys get phones? And then to Blair, when are your girls going to get phones? Uh, I got my first one, I think in grade eight. And the first one I had was a Motorola flip phone. Grade eight or nine, I think. I got my first phone on my 16th birthday because I I had my license and I was going to be driving around. My parents were not okay with me not driving without one. Yeah, that's fair. I had a phone in grade seven but i had to share it it was like uh sam's uncle my stepdad's phone so like i got it when i would like leave the house but then when i came back i didn't give it back to him i didn't get my own i think personal phone till like the end of grade eight maybe beginning of grade nine so it was like a lender <laughs> well i had my first cell phone uh my first year of university is when i got my first cell phone 
because they weren't really a thing before that. So, um, but the, yeah, the question, Sam, now is when do, when is the right time to give a, a kid a phone? And when is the right time to give your own kids a phone? It's a tough one. We're actually battling with it right now, uh, Jack and I, and trying to figure out what we should do for, for Quinn because she's turning 11 this summer. So going into grade six in the fall and all of her friends, I believe, have you either yeah. a phone or a iPod touch, which right, they can text right. on or iMessage. So, Well, why don't we do this? Why don't we pose a question to our Vimeo listeners and we'll, I'll put something out on Instagram that you guys should comment and um, let Mr. Fix, Mr. Falcon know when you guys got your first phones, then maybe we can put, uh, put some data in their minds and we can see where that goes. I like it. I have a funny one about a first phone. So my best buddy uh, got a phone same time as you, Trav, so like grade eight. Um, And we went somewhere and he asked me to hold it because I was more responsible than him. Uh, Little did he know that I was not. So I go to the bathroom and it was in my hoodie pocket. And as I go to go to the bathroom, I drop his cell phone into the toilet. Oh, Thankfully, before I went to the washroom, so I fished it out. And then we like whole night he doesn't he forgets that i have it i just put it somewhere in my room when we got home and just left it there he until we were like 25 years old thought he lost that phone and then finally i confessed and told him that i dropped it in the <laughs> <laughs> what a bad friend oh that's so good okay on uh, on vimier we like to play uh how did you say that word or how do you pronounce that word i think this should become a segment so yes. I, got, I, okay. I got a new one for you guys. And I think I'm going to ask Katie to go first. Um, oh. I'm going to describe what the word is because I don't want to say the word first. So um, usually it, it deals with art or it's just a little cutout in the wall or maybe a cutout in your shower where you put your shampoos on. But basically for art, it's a little cutout in the wall for art. Where do you put, where you hang a piece of art? What do you call that? A display case? No, it starts with an N. I have no idea. Okay, so it's strictly niche. for art. Is oh, it a niche or a niche, a niche? or a niche? niche? Oh, you should say niche. science definition of that. I say niche. You should say like the the organism's specific habitat. Hmm. See, niche. but I was thinking like a little art niche or an art niche or an art like what is it? I say niche. I also say niche. Yeah. I also just learned that the little nook in the in the wall is called a niche. <laughs> I just learned that too. <laughs> Yes. I think that is more of the big thing that we should be looking at. Like, right this now. Is we awesome. can't guess a word if we don't know what it is, Mr. Faulkner. <laughs> yeah. You guys Did got you a one. <laughs> well, you know what? New homeowner, maybe you need a few oh, spots yeah. to display your artwork. Hey? Apparently, not my nooks and my niches around the house. I would never have guessed that as like the word ah, for that. That's I've been insane. watching way too many uh, home rental shows, I think. I thought, I thought you were about to bug me about saying showcase. It's like art goes is being showcased. Like... <laughs> You can what showcase you, it in your niche. Showcase all my art. Oh my god. Well, that was a total flop. You guys didn't even oh. know what the word was. <laughs> oh, that's so lovely. Kath, <laughs> uh, yes. you said something or that Blair was Blair was bugging you, and I I had something that I was talking with my uh, students with the other day, and it has to do with bugs. Uh, very yeah. weak transition there, but we're going to go with it. Um, have you guys ever <clears throat> Google imaged? the face of an ant before? No. I have. Okay. In, in contrast to that, have you guys ever Google imaged the face of a dragonfly before? I have seen that. Cause okay. For those people that haven't, 
do it. An ant's face is absolutely terrifying. And they're the most evil creatures if you just look at their face. In contrast, the dragonfly looks like a cartoon character and he's so happy. It's unbelievable. <laughs> it, that blew my mind. It's like Honey, so, I Shrunk the Kids. Yeah. Good movie. Great, yeah. great movie. Um, so speaking of Googling things and showing that to students, um, when we t sometimes when we talk about bears and uh, Faulkner, you'll love this, and Raleigh wants to become friends with one one day. If you ever mm -hmm. Google a shaved bear, mm -hmm. it is the scariest thing you will really? ever see in your life. It looks like wow. something out of Lord of the Rings. It I is like a just, whole other creature. Or you can Google ugly bear, and it is, Ooh. I think it's more sad than anything. A shaved, the one image of it is like, oh. it looks over and it is terrifying. Yeah. A shaved bear? Uh, if I saw, that in the woods, if I saw that in the woods, I, I would leave. I just Googled this. This is incredible. <laughs> it looks like a large hairless cat. <laughs> yeah, it's but a giant what? Siamese cat. Oh. Wow. Wow, okay. See, Rolly, I think you could wrestle that one and win. I would, I think I would, that thing would be you too slippery to grab onto. Yeah. <laughs> no, <laughs> you would beat that one. Holy cow! Oh my Just oil goodness. them up. <laughs> Speaking of dragonflies, I got a, I got something about dragonflies. You can cut this because it's probably stupid, but I think they're my favorite bug, and I, I that's the only bug I would ever say something positive about. Most of them I'm indifferent to. I'm a mm -hmm. little bit scared of a big, gross spider. Oh yeah, um, and I hate mosquitoes. But dragonflies are just the best. They eat mosquitoes. They're kind of yes, cool they're looking. Not gross. I don't know. No, just I 100% agree with you. I'm a pro dragonfly and pro beetle guy. Hmm. Definitely. Why beetle? I just think they're they're cool and they're also like fairly harmless to you. And they just like go about their business. And yeah, I, I just think they're they're pretty cool. And they're black, so they fall in line with everything that you like about animals, right? Well, they have a suit on, so it's black. Yes, like the penguins they, black, like a little bit of white. So, what Orca's I have black. learned about yes, yeah, what I have learned about beetles is they also come in a whole lot of other colors, not just noir. <laughs> um, so they have a wide array of colors, which also makes them interesting. Yes, the majority of them are dark, but we don't discriminate. I, I'm going to ask you guys a question about gifts because everyone loves gifts. Gifts are positive, uh, not to be confused with gifts or gifs as the kids say them, which is apparently how you say them, which is wrong in my books, but gifts, <laughs> like the kind you get at birthdays or Christmas. But we're approaching the end of the school year and um, around now teachers might get the odd gift from a student. Uh, my question to you guys, maybe not this year, but um, in the past, have you guys gotten any pretty cool or like memorable gifts from, from students? Yep, I got one. I think it was my second year, second year teaching us at Donnan and uh teaching grade five and um the student's mom brought in the gift at the end of the year of course end of the year gifts like we were just talking about and it was a cooler bag and inside the cooler bag were some beverages that you would enjoy in we the summertime at home not at school and i still use that cooler bag to this day really it is a fantastic day pack that's a very bag. good one yeah, That's nice. so Good for you. I think that gift is unbelievable. Um, I'm, I was just about to say I'm, I'm new in my teaching career, so I haven't gotten a lot of gifts, but then Falks comes in with the best gift ever. That'd be a great <laughs> gift to receive. But at uh, Christmas... I love a good gift card. When I get a gift card, I get excited. I think it's so fun to go. And if you go for like a coffee and you're like, here you go. I love it. But I did get a, a swell bottle this year, which was exciting. Nice. Um, but yeah, other than that, That's like... That's a sweet one. Uh, yeah, but 
any gift is great. You're just like surprised. It's like, oh, thank you. I learned from my mentor teacher, Dustin Schwartz, who was a previous guest on Vimy Air. Um, I don't remember. I think it was maybe spring break or I was there and he said, you don't want them picking the gift. So he had a, he had a list on the top right corner of his board and it was Mr. Schwartz's Come Christmas on. wish list. And it was Smart. coffee gift cards, gift card, gift card, gift card, or whatever. Just a list of things that he liked. Right. Like, you don't have to get me a gift, but if you want to. You jump, jump in. in on that right away. Because, wait, wow, wait, 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 go. Schwartz and That's I, a, it's kind of smart. Schwartz and I did that way back when we taught grade five together. We would, we had the old smart boards back in the day, and we would project that up onto the smart board, and it was Mr. Schwartz's Christmas, you know, wish list or Mr. Faulkner's. But then we'd walk into each other's classroom while we were teaching and be like, we'd have a conversation <laughs> pretending that the students weren't there. I'd be like, hey, Mr. Schwartz, if I was going to get you a Christmas gift, what would I get you? What, what would you like right now? I'd be like, oh, you know, something from the fishing hole or, you know, maybe some, something for, for when I go out hunting or a nice Starbucks gift card would be great. And I'm like, okay, that's a good idea. And then I'd go back to my classroom and start teaching. And then he'd come in and he'd be like, hey, Mr. Faulkner, so if I was going to buy you something, what should I? <laughs> you guys are just so, yeah, planting the seeds. Oh, yeah. That's we, so we good. We've been doing that for years. <laughs> Oh my gosh, you guys, that's awesome. Rolly, did you get anything good? Have you gotten anything good? Um, of course, I've gotten sure you have. Quite a few gifts, yeah. Um, the, probably the most interesting or the most unique one, I think I've told a couple, or you guys probably know this, but um, I have a big stuffed penguin in my classroom. Um, and I, no, I didn't buy that for my love of penguins, but it came out one year. <laughs> I was talking to the kids about, again, how I like penguins or however that started. And the, uh, the one girl for Christmas, um adopted me a penguin officially i guess from like the world wildlife fund uh so it came with like this certificate and this picture and like a whole bunch of it um information on emperor penguins and it, and it was also this massive stuffed animal so i thought that was actually kind of neat not that it's like super useful but i thought it was kind of, kind of thoughtful i'm i'm guessing that in in mr weinberger's career he has gotten many a gifts oh, from his for, students for sure. Very good, right He's an unbelievable yeah. guy, and he is one of our guests on this episode, Mr. Daryl Weinberger, uh, assistant principal here at Vimy Ridge Academy. So he is unbelievable, and we also have uh, Miss Karina Gauto on grade 12 students. So did she get you a gift this year, Rolly? She was in your class. Uh, you know what? Her gift to me was just her presence in class. She was she was oh. incredible. She was awesome. That's a great answer. Which is pretty easy to hear in the interview, so why don't we send it over to those two? Let's do it. Please give a warm Vimier welcome to one of the legends of Edmonton Public Schools. He has been teaching since 94 and has taught almost all subjects. He loves to golf and spend time with the family at his cabin. His hands rival the size of Andre the Giant. He is a friend of the show and a friend of ours. Please welcome in Mr. Daryl Weinberger. Thank you, Mr. Faulkner. It's great to be here. Thanks for coming Welcome, welcome. Yeah, thanks for coming on, D-Dubs. I'm just going to say, I'm just going to jump right on the obvious, your massive hands. What types of things have you crushed with those big units? <laughs> well, it all depends on uh, if we're family rated show or not family rated show. <laughs> classroom rated. Classroom rated, uh, chalk, whiteboard markers, volleyballs, basketballs, <laughs> maybe a couple kids here and there. I don't know. Yeah, that was a good one. You've, you've, uh, like, you've, you've coached hockey at almost every level here in Alberta, I think from probably Tom Thumb to when it was called Tom Thumb initiation all the way up into the Western Hockey League. Um, and then you've also coached probably 
a few of us that uh, that now work at Vimy. You think you could? Are there? You think yeah. you could list who you so, coached that you now work with? Yep. Yeah. Um, well, there's yourself. There's uh, your brother Ryan. Um, I worked worked with and did some coaching with Mr. Dochuk. Uh, Mr. Rollheiser was my assistant coach for a peewee team one year, yep. along with <laughs> Mr. Fleming. Um, been heavily involved with uh, with the U of A alumni kind of group. Um, not that I am an alumni, but for some reason I've uh, been kicking around that crew for the longest time. Uh, coached numerous students that go to school here and have went to school here in the past. So, yeah, pretty big, uh, pretty big fin- footprint um, oh, yeah. in the in the hockey world around in and around Edmonton from the seven or eight years that I coached the midget AAA team in Fort Saskatchewan to the two of the worst years of my life coaching the CAC midget AAA team here in Edmonton. <laughs> One year with the uh, Southside Athletics, I took over for the coach that they let go. Then the Edmonton Ice, Edmonton Oil Kings. And then probably the most fun I had was coaching my son from uh, novice till, uh, till they wouldn't let me do that anymore until Bantam. So Yeah, that was lots of fun. So in all your years coaching, I think Mr. Faulkner said since 94, Something like that. 92, in, uh, actually. 92. Coaching, yeah. So 28-ish years. Uh, pardon my math if that's incorrect. But what's one of your most favorite or most memorable coaching moments? Uh, winning a tournament in Hull, Quebec, was, was pretty special because we had just came off losing in the semifinal at the Max tournament. And we jumped on a plane and we flew to, uh, to Hull, which I think is now Gatineau. And uh, there was a humongous snowstorm. And we had to land in Winnipeg. We landed in Winnipeg and they told me to pick 15 players and you to go on to, uh, to the Montreal airport. And I'm like, yeah, this is not going to work out well. Cause I got to basically leave my five worst guys behind. Um, <laughs> which actually wasn't that bad because my wife and my uh, six month old daughter were on the trip as well. And, uh, I had to leave them behind too. So, <laughs> so we, we flew on to, uh, to Gatineau and we beat some pretty uh, prestigious teams that were supposed to kick our butts and uh, we, landed up, we landed up winning the tournament and uh, it was, uh, that was the year 2000. So it was, it was pretty special for us, that, that little experience. Very cool. So um, speaking of memorable moments and just I guess moments in general, I know that you contribute to an, uh, an embarrassing moment for Fix and Raleigh in their time here. So I'm just mm-hmm. curious to know what your, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> what your most embarrassing moment has been Weinberger as a, a teacher or even as a coach. Uh, well, probably as a coach, um, I made the mistake one time after coaching in the WHL for a couple of years, I came back and I was coaching in Fort Saskatchewan and uh, Derek Herman, who I hope wouldn't mind that I use his name was the ref at the time in Fort Saskatchewan. And, uh, there was a new rule that I didn't know about. It's called the Don Cherry rule. So apparently you're not, weren't allowed to put your foot up on the dasher and, and talk to the ref. So one of our guys got called for a tripping penalty. Um, the kid was on a partial breakaway. He, in my estimation, dove and got the puck. Um, but that's not how ref Herman saw it. So when I put my foot up on the dasher and started to argue with him, he threw me out of the game. So getting thrown out of the game was not what I was looking for. And, uh, then I went right to code red and, uh, 
thought to myself, well, if I'm getting kicked out of the hockey game, I'm going to get kicked out for a reason. So I grabbed the water bottle, and as he was skating away, uh, this was at the, the JRC in Fort Saskatchewan, he was almost at the far side, and I threw the water bottle, and as it left my hand, I knew it was going to hit him. <laughs> and it hit him right in the middle of the back. Oh, and, no. Uh, oh, no. So I, awesome. I got suspended for five games, and uh, unfortunately, it was there was only four games left in regular season, so I actually missed the first playoff game. So uh, that was my most memorable uh, mistake, misstep as a uh, as a coach. Um, teaching wise, you know, I'm going to be honest with you guys. I don't think I had a day um, teaching where it wasn't, and I've said this numerous times that. I've never had a day where I didn't want to go to work, right? It's been uh, kind of a super, super good deal for me uh, in terms of, of being a teacher all these years. Um, I guess one, one, of the, one of the more embarrassing things was uh, maybe getting a little carried away in intramurals, uh, basketball at McNally in my second year. So I would have only been 24 or 25 at the time. And uh, let's just say the hard foul was not beyond me. <laughs> <laughs> and um, playing one prison of the, rules one of the smaller <laughs> basketball players uh he may have got hard fouled and he got right in my face and was chest bumping me and basically pushing me around the court and you know as the adult and i'm not sure how this happened i just backed off and he basically pushed me into a corner and was yelling at me as a five foot two blonde kid so that was one of the more embarrassing things uh that happens in my Teaching you probably could have just reached out, palmed his head, and picked yeah. him up and moved him across <laughs> the gym. Dunked him. Let's not let's not think that that didn't go through my head. <laughs> so yeah, no, that was that was probably my most embarrassing school moment. Um, D Dubs, we usually ask we ask students uh, this question, but I want to get uh, maybe your take on it. Do you have a first impression of? one of us, all of us, as we walk into, um, as we walked into the school as a teacher, or maybe myself, as you saw me as a, as a young athlete training, um, any first impression stories of, uh, of us? Um, for all of you, I think is the, the first impression for just about all, well, for all of you was that you guys are just really good people. And, um, that's one of the biggest things that I look for are, is, is good people. And uh, we want staff and friends and, and family to be good people. So, so usually on Vimier, uh, Mr. Weinberger, we want to leave the listeners with a little positive message at this time. And we are wondering what message you would like to give out to the listeners. Well, I mean, we're in a, we're in a situation at our academy where things may not always go the way you want. And I guess my message would be that stay positive and always, always try and reach whatever goal you set for yourself because it doesn't always come on the first try. Um, looking around the room and looking around the school, there's, there's people that have first crack at it, got the job they wanted or made the team that they wanted. But there's lots of guys that, uh, and, and girls that haven't got what they wanted and had to persist. I think that's one of the biggest things that you, you can't give up on yourself, right? Never give up on yourself. And if people tell you you can't do it, until it becomes a point where you physically can't do it, just keep trying because in the end you'll be rewarded. If it's not by making that team it's, or that event, it's by uh, ensuring that you gave it your all and, and you put your best foot forward. 
Wise, wise words. <laughs> Very wise. Deep thoughts with D-dubs. Wow. Well, big, big Vimier, thank you to you, uh, D-dubs, for joining us. And we appreciate definitely that message at the end there. And we wish you uh, all the best during this time and hope to get you on here again sometime soon. Yeah, no, thanks for having me on. And it's, it's been my pleasure. Having an interview with uh, Mr. Weinberger, I, it, it's, it's just like when we're out on the golf course with him or in the staff room with him or, you know, hanging out in the gym, doing whatever. He's, uh, he's so easy to talk to. He's got stories. He's had such a, a great career with Emden Public and a career with hockey. And as he was talking about his hockey coaching career, uh, Katie, is that not a year that resonates with you as well? <laughs> yes. Folks, funny that you should mention that when he said that he started his career, I believe, at 94 or potentially maybe 93. I was like, oh, the year I was born or the year before I was born. Great. So, oh boy. <laughs> um, crazy to think that he like obviously is very accomplished and did all this stuff and I was yet to be even on this earth. Um, but I also like he mentioned or he, he paid a compliment saying I'm old soul and I'm just I was, I don't know if people obviously can't see us, but I was like pumping the air with my fist because I was so excited that he They still can't see you. They still can't see me. (laughs) Yeah, I'm I'm here Thanks for doing it again. I didn't know what you meant. (laughs) (laughs) I was just so excited because I was like, finally, I have a recognition that maybe I'm a little bit older than apparently I am. So I was very excited. Would would any of you play rugby? Like we've had a lot of, we joke about, and our next guest is is a rugby player and we've had a lot of rugby players on because they seem to have great personalities because they just go right into this full contact sport with no equipment. So anyway, I am, I am way too soft to play rugby. <laughs> like the personalities that hang out in rugby make me want, like even in high school, some of my buddies played rugby and they were very cool people and fun and like so positive, like all our guests, but it like, they're way too tough and it's way too scary. Yeah. I don't think I could play it either. I don't think I could either. No. Well, I know someone who can. Uh, I think it's our fourth rugby guest in a row. Uh, let's hear what Karina Gaucho has to say about her life, her plans, and rugby. Our next guest in Vimier was born all the way down in Florida. She excels at absolutely anything athletics-related, most specifically rugby. And we've gone on a pretty big trend here recently of maybe three, four, even five rugby players in a row. You guys got some great personalities in that, uh, in that sport. Um, She's a very strong attachment and love to Kiwis, which I'm hoping we can talk about more here coming up. Uh, and I don't think I've ever seen her in the Vimy hallways without a huge smile on her face. So please welcome uh, Karina Gauto. Hi. Thanks Hi. for joining us. Hi, Karina. Uh, okay, quick question coming out of that intro, and we need to clarify this. Love of Kiwis. Is this the fruit or the people? <laughs> a little bit of both. I had a few, not friends, <laughs> but like, I had some some teammates come from Los, or from New Zealand and play rugby with us, so they're definitely my favorite people. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. And then you love a kiwi in your in your lunch kit for a quick. Snack. I love I love kiwis. <laughs> okay, love I have a question about kiwis. Okay. Do, you, do you eat your kiwi with a spoon? I was just no. gonna. I was just gonna bite the pe- the hairy peel. No, I have to peel it and then cut it. I can't, like, I can't with the skin. I can't. Okay, this is interesting, and I actually just found this out the other day. My mom texted it to me. Um, apparently, on some kiwis, I think it's the, the golden kiwi or yellow kiwi, whatever it is, that, like, the skin is full of nutrients, and you're maybe not supposed to eat it, but it's, like, highly encouraged you're supposed to eat it. Yeah, I eat the skin. 
Yeah, like it's an apple. It's delicious. No. Yes. <laughs> no. No. It's like a little fuzzy no. and weird. But yeah. yeah. It's a spoon it and scoop feels it like yeah. if you eat this skin, it feels like a tarantula's in your mouth. Like that's so <laughs> weird. I don't have experience with that. Holy okay. Moving on from kiwis, um, you've lived in some pretty cool places and had some some pretty neat experiences uh, growing up with uh, Florida, Argentina, living on yachts and all that kind of stuff. You want to maybe tell the listeners what your uh, childhood was kind of like? Okay. So I lived, I was born in Florida, in Fort Lauderdale, and then I moved to, to Argentina when I was about 11, and then I moved here when I was just about to turn 13, and then, but in, when I lived in Florida, my stepmom worked on yachts, and then my dad also worked, like, on yachts in the engine room, so usually when I would be with my dad for the weekend, let's say, I would I would like go with them on the yachts and I'd sleep there and all that. It was pretty, it was pretty cool. Nice. And you know, you get out of the, the yachting world here, but you get thrown into the rugby world. So give us a little insight into uh, you playing rugby and uh, where rugby is taking you. Well, I when, when my dad played rugby in, in Florida and so did my stepmom. So when I would visit them, most of all, I moved in with my dad when I was nine. So then I started going to more rugby tournaments and practice and stuff like that. And I never started playing until I got to Edmonton. And then I joined the Klansmen, so like my first rugby club. And I just fell in love. Like I, like I couldn't get enough. And then now, um, in just the end of July, I'm going to move to Victoria and play at the Maple Leafs Academy. So that'll be pretty cool. So I was just going to ask what your plans for next year were. So you're going to Victoria. Is your plan still to go to school? Um, no, and for the year, not for the year at least. So I'll take a year off, play rugby, and see where what I want to study and where I want to go and all that. Very cool. cool. Good for you. Very cool. I was going to say, okay, so Karina, when you guys, uh, you were part of the, the rugby trip that went back down to Florida, is that correct? Yeah. So now, how was that playing in front of, uh, obviously there should have been some family and friends uh, watching, a little bit of a homecoming for you. Was that a special time? Yeah, when I went to, so when I went to, I hadn't seen them in like two or three years when I, like my mom's side of the family, so my sisters and my brothers, and I hadn't seen them for, for a while, so it was really emotional seeing them for the first time. I went down early, and then I went back home, like to Edmonton later than everybody else did, so playing in front of them for the first time was really, really exciting, really nerve-wracking, because they've never seen me play, but they are pretty excited, so... Karina, we've asked uh, pretty much every student on here what their first impression of their teachers were. And I have kind of a two-parter here. So okay. you've, I think you've only ever been in Mr. Rollheiser's class. Is that correct? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay, so I want to know, so obviously, students talk about teachers before and after they're in their classes. So there's always a reputation that a teacher has in the student body. I want to know what that was of Mr. Rollheiser and then what your first impression was of him. Okay, well, I hadn't heard anything about Mr. Rollhazer just because, like, I was my first year there, and he was, like, my, he was just, like, like my first teacher for my first class, or my first block class, so I hadn't heard anything about him, but going in, I thought he was really intimidating, like, very monotone when he would talk, so I didn't know he was, like, super Terrible. serious, but then it turns out he was pretty funny, so that's good. Oh, thanks, I think. It's so yeah, consistent. It's there I don't know, I, like... I don't I love it. That is uh, awesome. That is so good. Um, any other memory of being at Vimy uh, through your high school career? I know that you're graduating this year. Um, any good memories? I was just mostly surrounded by all my rugby, like like my my programming for like for rugby. So I wasn't really around like I was during school. But like I guess a memory I guess would be like when they had the like that that fair or whatever where they had like all the pets come. 
I think it was like my first oh, year. Oh, that's like really saw, welcome. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I was, I saw a llama. That was pretty cool. Llamas. Got to pet a llama. Down I've in, never seen it before. Argentina and like Bolivia and places like that aren't llamas and alpacas quite popular. Uh, not from not from where I'm from in Argentina, but maybe oh, okay. in Bolivia, yes. <laughs> okay, interesting. Okay, okay, interesting. Um. Karina, we're going to do a little uh, a little game here, and so the game is the game is this or that. But okay. because of your specialties, we're going to put a little spin on it. And so okay. I'm going to ask the I'm going to ask the question in in English, and you're going to reply to us in Spanish. Ooh. Okay. So okay. we'll see how uh, our, our Spanish listeners uh, do with your uh, with your pronunciation, and uh, we'll see how our English listeners do with uh, with your words. Maybe uh, Mr. Rollheiser, Mr. Fix will try to guess which words you said. Sure, I'm gonna guess after, and then okay. we can probably cut that out because no one wants to hear me. <laughs> okay, are you ready? Mm-hmm. Are you ready? Yes. It's yes and C. C. Oh, you're the oh, first one. Right, my bad. I'm so sorry. C. <laughs> Sweet or salty? Salado. Ice cream cone or snow cone? Cono de helado. Truth or dare? Verdad. Apple or Android? Manzana. Sneakers or sandals? Zapatos. Hamburger or taco? Taco. Candy or popcorn? Dulces. Tigers or elephants? Mm, elefantes. Monopoly or checkers? Monopoly. Oceans or mountains? Oceano. Super sandwich? Mm, sandwich. Cake or donuts? Torta. Can you say Vimy Air in Spanish? Uh, I would just... Uh, Vimy Aire, I guess. Okay. Awesome, awesome. <laughs> Well, Karina, thank you for uh, for joining us on Vimeo. It's uh, it's always a pleasure to catch up with our grade twelve students, and of course, keep this uh, rugby theme going. Uh, all the best to you next year in Victoria, and thanks again from Vimeo. Awesome! Thanks so much for having me. Thanks, thanks a lot, Karina. That was the first time I met Karina. That was really nice to chat with her. She's obviously a cool person. She was in your yeah. your class, hey, Rolly. She was, yeah. She's definitely gonna be missed around the Vimeo always. That's for sure. So what I what I need to do this coming September is I need to be a fly on the wall in your classroom and see why all these people think you're so intimidating. Just at the beginning, though. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, so it's the first day is when we need yeah, to be there. Yeah, it is. I, there's like a very small plan in 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 my, in my head as to how I approach the first couple of days, and usually I'm like a little more call it strict the first couple of days to like lay out the rules, whatever, That's and then the like lay off the reins, right? Um, by no means do I think I'm intimidating though. Let's say this. Maybe I am intimidating at the start. I don't think I am. Whatever the students want to think, fine. That shouldn't stop the students from coming into the school and saying bye to their teachers if they can while they drop off their textbooks this week. Um, so make sure you guys do that because this is the last week of school. Um, and if we don't get a chance to see you again, you're listening to this podcast, make sure you have a fantastic summer break. And we're really hoping we get to see everyone again in September. In the air, becoming more.
we'd like to say thanks again to Mr. Daryl Weinberger and Karina Goto for the interviews. Music produced by Ryan Anderson. Song titled Coming Home. More of his work can be found at freemusicarchives.org. This entire podcast has been a Vimy Ridge Academy production. <laughs>